everybody. So this is going to be really fun. We are here to talk about season four of uh, When Calls the Heart. Uh, we've already done a, a podcast on the other seasons. You want to make sure you check those out. And uh, we are going to talk about this is the least, latest season and we have season five coming up in January. So Amber, you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Down to the Christmas special. So there's this peddler who comes into town. Santa. Yeah, basically. and Secret Santa. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of got everything in his, in his cart that people need. And all of a sudden, the, um, uh, the, the train or the, the stagecoach or whatever is going to bring all the stuff for Christmas isn't going to come. So they have to figure out how to make everything or you know, get stuff from the peddler. And they're able to make kind of an old-fashioned Christmas and make everybody's dreams come true and all of that. So it's pretty... Uh, pretty good. Oh, I got this Christmas. Uh, um, it was perfection. It yeah. was literally everything that an episode of When Called the Heart should be, everything that a Christmas show could be. It was perfect. It was, it was the best show ever. And like there was even Rosemary being silly and then Rosemary learning something better and, and Jack being like, you're going to say that you are shocked and astonished and that so, you love it and so, then she tells him that exact she says exactly what jack says she's gonna yeah. say and it's so funny so Leyland buys her a spider brooch which i guess yes. is all the rage at south bees or whatever in new york but she thinks it's hideous she hates it and <clears throat> so she tries to pretend like uh, somebody stole it somebody whatever and uh but then jack ends up getting well, well, she didn't say that anyone stole it she just thought that he was gonna think that he lost it and then he said someone stole it because there was a thief okay, in the town. Okay, but okay. I don't, That's right. I don't remember whatever happened with the, the thief. I don't remember who. Well, no, because they accused the peddler of... I know they accused him, but I don't know who actually was the thief. I can't remember. She was the thief. No. She took it. Did she... someone else get lose something or was it just him? I'm probably um, thinking of another time. It doesn't matter. Anyway. anyway, yeah. So she sells it to the peddler because she, she wants it to be to go away and thinks that he, he'll think it's either lost or whatever. And the peddler ends up in, in jail because they think that he stole it. <clears throat> and anyway, yeah. So uh, Jack tells her, you know, like, you're going to pretend that you, that you love this and you're going <laughs> to. So that was pretty cute. It was cute. Um, the whole show was so perfect for me. I can't even think, like, basically it was just how well the setup was for each person's gift and whatever they needed to get from the peddler and how it all just sort of wove together in perfect mm -hmm. unity. And, um, and Cody giving up his fancy baseball. And it was like, he's so precious. And then it was so great. Like, the only, only thing that made me a little bit, like, mad was um so cody sells his baseball and whatever and then abigail's like hey that's cody's baseball why do you have it and he's like oh she bought it for this kid and it was blah 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 because you know it was 10 pennies and he had no pennies at all anyway um because he was i do not understand why abigail didn't just say that's so great and then as a special birth and a christmas prize for him buy the ball back from the peddler yeah yeah i, I was kind of surprised with that too but uh he because he's buying um a present for his sister no not his right? sister a girl just um one of the new girls and she needed her like 
Betsy whoopsie doll or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so it was really cute and uh, I hope they grow up and I hope they get married. (laughs) This is what I, this is the thing about the kids storyline. I'm just like saying we're putting in work for season 12 when the kids are 17 and they can have romantic storylines like we're it's putting like a, in stuff and it's like gonna loves, be like loves come softly but like <laughs> love loves like enduring promise yeah we're, um and i'm just like, like yeah i'm excited to see <laughs> when cody and betsy whoopsie girl fall in love and i 100 percent cannot wait until the kid who scared off the bear who scared off the bear ends up falling in love with like the little girl who has the teddy bear like (laughs) they are going to get married for sure because she said oh i'm going to marry you someday even though she thought he was lying i mean he was lying she did she did when she thought that he saved her from the bear isn't that what's that girl opal is her name or something like that anyway yeah okay so what would you grab the christmas special then five five for five Five. it was really perfect I've watched it again and again. (laughs) It was really good. I will give it a 4.5. Ooh. I really liked it too. It was really good. Um, Okay. And it was the most popular thing that they have aired. 3.66 million viewers. So there you go. We talked about how in our first episode, how they had one of their best years ever uh, in 2016. So that's probably part of it. So in season four, we get the uh, arrival of the railroad and the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we have Abigail becoming mayor and uh, the head of the railroad led by a guy named Ray Wyatt. Yes. And so he wants to bring the railroad in to a particular area the farmers are freaking out about it and like causing all this conflict and abigail must decide what to do and uh, she tries to have it be a vote of the town but then in the end she has to decide what's best for the town uh she goes against the railroad which gowan says is pretty stupid i just i was not a big fan of abigail being mayor i just it didn't interest me most of this stuff i found the uh the the i found the railroad people pretty boring yeah well i mean the abigail being mayor is basically just the problem with abigail but times a million because she's not just in charge of some people or like the people who come to her she's like i'm in charge of everyone i'm in charge of the town i know everything that's right it's me it's me and she's not doing it in like that kind of a way but it feels that way to me even though she's not doing that way I just feel crazy about it. And so I hate when she's the mayor person. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I, the whole time I was like, I hope the railroad leaves and goes to another town. And she's like, oh, I'm calling you bluff. And of course it works out for her because everything always works out for Abigail. Yeah. But I just wish that it wasn't. And like when Gowan was like, because uh, Gowan actually gives her like good advice like you have to make the tough decisions oh my gosh that, that, thank you i am so happy that like, you said that you can't let the town like lead it up to an open vote like that shows that you're weak and not willing to make decisions like you need to make these decisions it's your job and uh and which is true and so i don't know it's it's just it's just i, I was just on team gowan so much of this season this is probably why i'm like 
in retrospect, the most gallonist of all the fans, <laughs> is because, like, every time he was giving Elizabeth some advice that she inevitably ignored, which somehow worked out for her miraculously, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's why, he, yeah, everyone, anyone he gives advice to. <laughs> um, and it's just like, Sometimes he's not even actually making a threat. He's just like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And he's just yeah. like, it would be like, he's like, you know that, if that were me, I wouldn't do that. But he's like, he's like this. So everyone's like, that was a threat. And he was like, no, it was just from your advice. Not every time. The Railroad, I thought, was a very uh, kind of archetypal kind of villain character. You knew that, that Ray Wyatt was really up to no good. and that you well, didn't I have- actually feel like they didn't quite know what they wanted to do with Ray Wyatt. I feel like they wanted oh, really? to make the railroad always the villain, but I don't think they knew that they wanted Ray, Ray Wyatt to be the bad guy until mm-hmm. later. I think what happened was they were trying to decide, and I don't know what, what production is, maybe this was their plan all along, but it felt to me like they were like, okay, we're going to have to lose somebody at the end of the season. It's either going to be Gowan as the like mm, gow- guy who ends up taking the fall finally, or this Ray Wyatt guy who ends up taking the fall. They were like, oh, who is it going to be? And then I think they finally decided that, like, Gowan's Gowan's best. So they kept him, and then they finally turned the corner on Ray Wyatt when he grabbed Faith's arm and was, like, super aggressive with Faith. And that's basically when they turned the corner on him. He never really did it for me, so Ray Wyatt. He didn't do it for me either, but I felt like they weren't sure Mm. what they wanted him to be. Interesting. In the earlier episodes. Interesting. Well, anyway, he has his nephews that are there, and they're creating all kinds of trouble. There's all these new students in the town, and uh, so at this first episode, they have Jack and Elizabeth planning this baseball game. And that was kind of fun, I thought. I'm like, I'm like of course it ended in a tie. I wish some team had won and they were like, you know what? It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Tie, play the game. Yeah, and I guess. But I had fun with it. them being competitive. I thought that was sort of fun. Uh, and uh, so, and, and her trying to like learn baseball from a book and stuff and I, I enjoyed that. That was okay. And so anyway, and then next we have uh, this. So Lee is getting all of these orders, super stressed. And Rosemary is like very worried about it. So she's like cooking tons of food. <laughs> she's making like these huge meals. <laughs> and, um, and then Jack gets this uh, medal from the Mounties. And uh, there's, oh, we forgot to talk about, they've made Elizabeth a writer. And yeah. I'm just going to ignore it. Can we just ignore it? Because it'll never come of anything until, like, the last season when she gets her book published and she's going to call it One Calls the Heart and it'll be like, that's how the book ends. Yeah. I'm just not, I just don't want to talk about it. All right. Because we've just seen that so many times with Anne Shirley and, and Joe March and, like, so many characters from this Except era. Except for Joe March really was a writer who continued and became published. Hashtag actually happened. <laughs> okay so yeah that's kind of cheesy but anyway and so uh there's uh, all this there's continued conflict and bill has also been hired as this like security uh, once again another bill storyline i don't care about (laughs) episode elizabeth puts on a carnival to try to earn money and there's this little boy whose father is a single dad who's uh named shane yeah philip is the kid's name and philip is adorable he is and cute. he is a great addition more philip i say philip and opal can fall in love if, if if things don't work out with her and the kid who has the bear right so anyway so that was kind of fun and uh 
and rosemary gets a job at the cafe because she's like so you know anxious and she gets a job at the cafe and of course she's like a disaster at being a waitress she's really bad so and and i i think it's bill who hires rosemary if i'm not mistaken it is see bill does great things when he's not doing the arcing storyline yeah and a new teacher uh yeah that's right it's it's five where elizabeth gets fired because there's this letter saying that she used her like family's influence or something like that to gain her position which i don't understand why that's necessarily a bad thing like that's how most people get their jobs yeah i don't really understand i don't really understand why they did it but the superintendent was like this is a problem so then obviously gowan he was like, this was brought to my attention. I got to do this. And who knows how long he had that letter and how long he was sitting on it. But I'm like, you know what? It's a plausible reason. So HR wouldn't even get mad at him. He wouldn't even be able to be sued because he's like, this is reasonable. And I was like, fine. And she really was like such a jerk to the railroad people being like, I just not everyone's Lee, okay? Not everyone's just going to give your people time off. And she was just always like nitpicking Ray Wyatt. And she's like, you need to pay more money for the children. You need to let your people have more time off because they're overworked so your children can learn. And I'm like, you should teach them to learn, woman. She's like, well, they need to learn at home. And I'm like, well, you're always at their houses anyway. So you're fine. You just, <laughs> anyway. So I don't even, I don't, I don't even mind that they did this as the railroad and Gowan. But what I would have preferred, you ready? What I would have preferred, which is kind of what ended up happening, but I would have preferred that the railroad started their own school. Well, that's kind of what they did. And then it's what, it's not exactly what happened. Like, she got kicked out and then she started being a tutor and she's like, that's not good enough. Well, and they say like, we want to hire you as, uh, as the as a teacher for our school but she says i don't want to do that because i my name has still been tarnished and she's trying to get other people who the guy who superintendent whoever wrote the letter she's uh he he was kind of skeevy and and uh, and gross and so he's trying to she's trying to get these other women who he was skeevy and gross to to support her and come out and everything like that and so anyway you have that whole plot going on and i just i don't know i just thought that i thought that this was really a downer and just not i didn't like it i didn't like this mr stoneman i thought uh i don't know it just it was just it was just a thing that the thing about it is nobody in the town learned anything from it like yeah. none of the people who end up sticking around learns anything. The only people who learn or grow from these storylines mm-hmm. are the people who end up going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you have, uh, you also have a new, you have Carson Shepard coming into town. Okay. Let's talk about how much I love Carson Shepard. A million, <laughs> a million percent. I love him. Uh-huh. What Paul, do you played by the him? impeccable Paul Green. Yes. He is a very, he's a hall star. Let's definitely hall star. <laughs> Hashtag hall star. <laughs> Um, and he is a very attractive. He is very attractive, but even more so than a very attractive. I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the storyline of him was interesting. I mean, even though they tried to make us think like he had some dark secret and it wasn't even us, it was Frank who really took a turn for the worse in this season. <laughs> um, okay, Frank, let's, <laughs> let's get back off your sanctimonious horse, Frank. Being like, this guy's got a secret. He's got a trope past. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, bank robber. Yeah. 
Let's talk about people's troubled past. Also, aren't you supposed to be a priest? You're supposed to be running people out of town. You're supposed to try to help people bring them on the passion of righteousness. Like, yeah. oh, it made yeah. me so frustrated that that plot point because it yeah. didn't even feel Especially like when that he had a guy been who given like, of his past. Why was he so like diving into into this into Carson Shepard's past? And we knew we knew the instant he came on screen, the first thing he ever does is literally saves the girl with the Betsy Whoopsie doll oh, from yeah, being run yeah, over. Right, That's right. Literally, obviously he's not. A, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no shadow of a doubt in my mind that he's a good person. Right. So it, the whole thing was like. I mean, I could understand them being like, oh, what's this? But that sounds like something that, like, not Frank would do because Frank is the pastor who came from a life of crime. And it didn't make sense to me that he would do that. I mean, that's something that Bill would bring up, something that even, like, Rosemary would bring up being nosy, but not something that Frank would be all rude about. I don't know. It made yeah. me mad. So then there's also this whole thing with this young uh, Mountie that uh, Jack had had mentored and uh, they they meet again and there's all this conflict. I can't even remember what conflict was. Any conflict up north. There's all kinds there, of going there, on up like north. outlaws up north who are just guess, like running, yeah. the, running the, the roost. So and they're so, trying to you know get them out but I don't yeah and so it's uh it's 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 very sad that the young mountie ends up getting killed and so jack ends up going up there to the funeral and everything like that and he's very depressed and this is like the first in a long line of people who are depressed this season that's part of the reason why i didn't abigail's depressed uh elizabeth is depressed about not having her job and because of jack leaving and jack is depressed and uh everybody's depressed it's just very sad uh, well, even the thing point- about the thing about the like trials that they go through they don't learn anything is why i think it's an irritation to me because, because rosemary's depressed at a certain point she's sad lee's depressed at a certain like everybody's just i don't know it felt like it was such a downer this season. it was a downer but lee and rosemary i mean they go through their struggle which is trying to balance their own lives with being married and being with each other and also dealing with like added work pressures and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I feel like they, we see them have these conflicts, have these issues, work through them together, grow together, you know? Um, And, and they both kind of learn and give a little in their relationship. They, they kind of do that. Abigail doesn't seem to me to have learned anything or grown through any of her stuff that she's gone through in this season. I'm not going, I don't know. And then like Elizabeth doesn't, and Jack don't seem to have really learned anything more other than Jack was like, well, I've learned my duty. I got to go up North. Like that's not, so he's not really like a character growth. It's just like a motivation. So if he comes back from like the war up North and has changed, that could be interesting. But I just sort of feel like at this point we're season four seasons in and I don't really think that Elizabeth has changed from season two to season four. She, she, I mean, she underwent some growth and Jack underwent some growth in season one and, but I don't think Abigail has changed since the first episode. Yeah, agreed. And uh, so Jack uh, ends up proposing to Elizabeth and that was a pretty 
a beautiful, you know, fun scene. It was, uh, you know, when, once like, the once the tea candles back <laughs> in the day or the twinkly lights in now come out, that's right. when stuff gets real serious. But I mean, even that is just like, well, what made this moment the finally the moment that he was actually going to propose? Because there he was leaving. But there, that doesn't, it's not a decision based on like character growth. It's a decision based on like a war wedding. Like, boop, I just got to get engaged before I leave. I mean, I would have um, actually really approved if they had gotten married right before he left, like a quick wedding. Hmm. But I don't know. It just yeah. feels to me like they, they didn't actually change anything in their relationship. At least it was positive, though. I just felt like everything was so like, yeah. Oh, and so like this was a nice moment. I did like with Rosemary crashing Lee's car. That was funny. And I mean, I also, everything with Rosemary is great. Even yeah. when she was having like her Lee and her were having their moment of like struggle with each other they mm-hmm. it was still like compelling because i was yeah. like oh what how is this gonna work out and they resolved it and they grew and they made it made sense yeah but i also really loved the scene where he loses his voice the, the storyline whatever that was really funny that worked that and, was so funny and, and she negotiated down for the railroad and it was yeah. so funny yeah it was really good <laughs> So, yeah, there's just, but there's tons of time spent on uh, the railroad and Elizabeth and the school and the, like, Bill looking into the railroad and uh, there's uh, the, uh, I don't know, just all that was so slow and there's all of this, there's lots of time in this season spent on the uh, the kids and their various, like I said, science fairs and other projects and everything. And Well, it's and- because Jack leaves and they don't have anything for Elizabeth to do or be other than a teacher or in love with Jack. Yeah. So I think they need to find another depth to her or this fake writer thing, which no one cares about. Right. He gets very oh. s- Okay. Yes. And, uh, and so there's this, all of a sudden there's this mysterious like city doctor, like is he like he's a railroad doctor i don't know who he is but anyway and uh we find out that the big secret of uh carson is that he is a, a doctor uh but he uh and not just a doctor a surgeon like big surgeon. time nailed it <laughs> right and so he was operating he decided to operate on his wife um and i can't remember she had like a cancerous tumor and they were like, she's not going to make it. But he's like, well, let's try doing surgery anyway. And then she died on the table and her sister was like, he murdered her and everyone else in the entire world who had a sense was like, no, he didn't. He didn't murder her at all. Like the the medical board, everything uh, cleared him, but he's obviously very upset and he sort of turned away from medicine because he's scared. They'll do something like that again. And so then Cody gets, and he's actually, once it's announced, he's like, well, I'm just going to leave. And so he's headed out and uh, Cody all of a sudden has this pain in his stomach. It turns out it's appendicitis, which is very difficult to diagnose. I've had appendicitis and I had my appendix out. So I, I guess maybe I related to this quite strongly. It's, it's very difficult to diagnose because it can easily, the same symptoms can be a million other things. Yeah. And, well, uh, when it ruptures, I'm just going to say, you're like, you know what? 
I am literally dying. So please take me to the hospital. I'm dead. Both appendix free. So we could relate to Cody quite strongly, I think. Yeah, but poor Cody. So oh, poor Cody. <laughs> but yeah, there's this there's this comp- there's a city doctor, whatever. He thinks it's just like nothing, but Carson is sure that it is appendicitis, new to do the surgery. And so there's definitely some tension there. Uh, and it, and that's what makes Lee depressed is because he thinks of his brother who had its surgery but didn't make it and uh, he never got to finish reading Tom Sawyer and so and he was very sad. Uh, it was so it was so beautiful and so sad. Lee the whole time when Cody was sick and honestly I know I keep saying it but like everything Lee and Rosemary do is perfection and they still the show even in even in this where it's like Cody's dying and there's all this anxiety and all this stuff and all these other people are doing these like great big things. The scenes with Lee and Rosemary and when Rose and talking about his brother was by far and away the best part of the whole show. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. It's very true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought this season was a slog to get through. I, it does have a few moments, which were nice, but overall it was just like pretty bored in every episode. And and I, I just thought there was so much, like we skimmed over a lot of the, like, of the student stuff, a lot of the mayor drama, a yeah. lot of the railroad drama, the outlaws, the, just all of that was so boring and lame. Like there's this whole plot with this, uh, this AJ Foster or whatever that, uh, that Bill Avery is like hunting down. And he, I know, poor Bill. He's just like always has to do the most boring things. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's like this whole like shootout and stuff. And I don't know. I just I I just found it kind of tough to get through. To be honest, uh, two two crowns. But I don't know. Tempted to give it one and a half, but that seems too mean. Um. So for me, it was a little actually higher than season three. For me, the only high part really of season three was just the wedding, Rosemary and Lee and their wedding. Um. And so season four for me, I'm giving it two point two five, two and a quarter crowns. Um. Just because I don't know, I really liked what Lee and Rosemary did again, but it was it was fun and a little different from what we usually get to see in Hallmark because it wasn't just them falling in love; it was them learning how to live in love basically mm-hmm. um so that was like, good and I'm, i mean it gets a tiny bump from just the fact that at least finally jack and elizabeth are taking a step forward in the relationship even though jack has disappeared for the last half of the season yeah i don't know i just feel like everybody was so depressed and i just yeah, i didn't really like it so i'll give it two two crowns and uh for me because i i've just found it hard to get through where jack and uh elizabeth's wedding i'm sure will happen this next season so that'll be nice if it doesn't they are the freaking worst but this whole series their relationship has just been slow i mean it took them uh 12 episodes just to kiss yeah it's i'm i'm mad at them um i will say that i also i, I am looking forward to seeing i guess gowan's trial he's gonna have some trial or Mm -hmm. do you think they'll skip over it and they'll just be like oh i can't believe that he only had to go to jail for three months (laughs) it'd be nice if they just zipped through that and uh i don't know uh they they i i guess i'm fine with him being i guess abigail's back at being mayor at the end right yeah i guess this town's never heard of elections like how is how is Henry Gowan the mayor 
if everyone hates him, who voted for him? Right. I don't know. And then who voted for Abigail? Maybe he was the only person who ran, so that's who ended up doing it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. I actually would be super interested if they started doing little love stories for the children. You know, like have them grow up? Have them grow up a little bit. Um, I mean, there's older students. And then I would also be interested in seeing, I was like, can't they have a relationship just get over and done with for Jesse and Abigail's daughter-in-law? Like either, either get them in love and married or stop talking about it. And just have like some fun relationships. Like we don't need like the one relationship with the, the widow and that, uh, the new minor that from season two, I think it was. Uh, or maybe it was season one. I can't remember. But you know that that little subplot that they had where he was trying to understand the the boy. Like it was just kind of like cheerful and happy, and it was the side plot. But I feel like a lot of these side plots lately have just been kind of kind of depressing and and um, negative. And I don't know. Like I would just like if you're gonna do these side plots, make them kind of positive and and romantic and fun. And and you know what I would really love? I would really love for Mrs. Blakely to get a ro- or like a romance this is Blakely. she's the one who is kind of like gossipy i guess oh yeah okay she's, what she's the guy the, the one who was like sort of romantically interested in the uh preacher who was not actually the preacher who was actually a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i would love for her to have a romantic storyline mm-hmm so all right well cool well i think we covered it pretty well uh so next week we are going to be talking about chesapeake shores yes in its entirety because that's the finale is uh next week right this weekend finale is this weekend and so we can look forward to that we'll be talking about season one and two and uh, so yeah take a take a look at that and uh so uh where can people uh find you uh they can find the podcast yeah that's right on twitter at hallmarkies pod or on instagram at um hallmarkies podcast yeah. or our website which is not functional but it will be interesting eventually we've been hallmarkies heard at um or you can if you want to contact just me i'm at amber brainways on twitter Yes. So we have been very, very busy. We're trying to uh, improve every episode. We're trying to, uh, you know, add, we got our social media mostly set up. We still have some things to do, but we're trying our best to, to get things set up and just have fun with it. And so, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me at smiling LDS girl on uh, social media. And my uh, channel is Rachel's reviews on YouTube and uh my blog is 54 disney reviews and so i will be seeing blade runner uh coming up and so you want to look on my channel for that uh the new blade runner i just did a podcast uh yesterday uh with uh, a friend of mine patrick where we talked about uh blade uh blade runner the original so uh, yeah, i definitely have eclectic taste you can see <laughs> but uh but it was it was fun and so uh, you can find all the links in the description section to our various content and to the, the, the social media of the podcast. And please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and put in your reviews and ratings. Uh, right now we just have Rachel's reviews for iTunes. Like I said, we're, we're, it's a work in progress. So, but we'll put a link down. If you could give us uh, your feedback, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. 
so much and we will talk to you all next week. Bye guys. Bye.